For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And I think my honest answer to you, and I will, I'll come over and talk in more detail after this, is that I think you're describing a different channel than the one that I watch. Uh, but I understand that that is a popular right-wing narrative about CNN. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, that guy, that guy. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. That was Brian Stelter from CNN. And uh, who is it? Is it is, uh, Robbins on Markley Van Camp and Robbins calls him some kind of spud, I think. And other others have referred to him as a as tater because he looks like a large white potato, doesn't he? That guy looks like a large talking potato. And uh, he got a very uh, intelligent question asked to him by a student uh, at the University of Chicago uh, yesterday. Uh, Christopher Phillips uh, runs uh, or edits a newspaper on campus. That's a conservative liber- libertarian uh, newspaper. I'm surprised they didn't somebody didn't tackle the kid. You know what I mean? This is the University of Chicago. I'm surprised that like they just didn't try to assassinate him before the question got out of his mouth. You know what I mean? Or a bunch of BLMers just tackled him, you know, and, and put gauze or tape over his mouth. I'm surprised they even let him ask the freaking question. But we're not going to play the audio. I'm just going to go through it real quick. He, he, he asked Stelter, he said, you routinely accuse Fox News of, of being fake news and misinformation and of lying to people. Uh, and yet you were, uh, CNN was wrong on, and he listed off all the cases, Russian disinformation, Russian hoax, Jussie Smollett, Brett Kavanaugh, Hunter Biden. Uh, I mean, he, he just went down the list of, of all the stories that CNN, you know, either got wrong or intentionally got wrong or, or lied about, absolutely freaking lied about. And the, he, he wraps up the question by saying, you know, it, it's, it's pretty obvious that your mistakes always seem to go in one direction in favor of the administration. And he essentially, in so many words, asks, you know, Stelter, you know, is, is journalistic ethics, is it dead? It's obviously not operating in America right now. And that's where Stelter, you know, first he says, oh, it's time for lunch. <laughs> yeah, I bet you love lunch, don't you, pal? Chris, I bet he's like a freaking hobbit. I bet he has like a Levensies. Remember how hobbits would have four dinner, you know, four meals a day? A hobbit would have freaking breakfast. <clears throat> Breakfast, lunch, and then dinner, and then hobbits have elevensies, where it's like you know a late night dinner. I bet old Brian Stelter has a has elevensies, man, because he looks like a fat ass hobbit. He does, and not the fun kind. Uh, but after you know people stop chortling over the lunch line, uh, he he said what you heard there that uh, well it sounds like a different. Doesn't sound like the station, not like the like the, the network I'm hearing. It's like really, really. And of course, it's a right wing narrative. 
that CNN is full of crap. It's it's a right-wing narrative. It's not actually happening, right? And then, in a very strange twist, he, he, he starts talking about the journalists who were shot at in Ukraine, two of whom lost their lives, one a very well-known and very respected photojournalist, uh, another a young producer, uh, and then uh, the, the on-camera guy who was still in the hospital. He's, he's lost an eye, he's lost a leg, he's lost another foot. He's banged up real bad. He's going to survive. And Brian Stelter wraps up his, his, his answer to this kid by going off the house there on the scene to help them escape to help get them out of there uh we collaborated with fox news to rescue them so in other words really can't i mean he could answer the question i almost would would respect anybody from one of these networks if they would just come right out and say yeah that's what we do we support Democratic the Democratic agenda. We support this administration, and uh, we don't report anymore. We put out uh, uh, stories that support them and support their agenda. I'd respect them more if they just said that. You know what I mean? But when you come right out and say, no, that's not happening, oh, God, come on, man, you toad. The problem is, though, well, it's not really a problem. It's not a problem for me. The issue, the issue is that uh, they they have a fair amount. They still have a fair amount of morons. Not a lot, man, but they still got the morons watching. Uh, and I talk about the moron crowd pretty much every day on on this show and even on Where at Rima that uh, the morons, uh, as long as there's a D at the end of the name, they they whatever they say they accept wholeheartedly hook line and sinker they don't question they don't criticize they don't use their own critical thinking skills they don't use their own brains if wolf blitzer says it it must be true if john king says it it must be true if this fat piece of dough brian stelter says it it must be true that's why you have so many freaking idiots in the country right now who are convinced that desantis just signed a bill into law that makes it illegal to say gay in the state of Florida, which, of course, he didn't. Oh, uh, by the way, uh, since she's come up in the news more uh, lately, Hillary Clinton says people should say gay on a regular basis. Uh, Chris, we should say gay on a regular basis uh, to combat the discrimination against gay people and to combat this evil draconian law in Florida. People need to say gay more often. So here I go. Uh, gay, 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 gay. Some people are gay. They're gay. They're gay. Gay, 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 gay. Hillary Clinton should be in jail. Gay. Gay. Hillary Clinton should be in jail with a gay chick. Hillary colluded with the Russians. Gay. Gay. Gay, 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 gay. So anyway, that's my opening statement. Uh, 210-599-5555. What a gay little show this is. But, you know, is journalism dead? Well, it's not, not locally, no. Like, we have an incredible newsroom. Don Morgan does an incredible job. Dennis Foley does an incredible job. Uh, you know, we, we, we try to be fair in, in our reporting here at KTSA, and that's a tradition 
that goes back a long, long, well, 100 years uh, at this particular radio station. Uh, but as far as the national dudes, uh, yeesh. it's all a bunch of crap. And uh, even with Fox News, Fox, I've gotten very selective in what I watch on Fox. You know, I, I God, I can't stand the double shot of freaking Hannity and, and Laura Ingram because I, I really don't, I'm really not into watching commentary cable news stuff anymore. That, I've kind of lost it for that. I, I lost that when I was in the hospital. I'd really rather watch Guy Fieri. Well, you know, if most people would follow suit, that would solve half the world's problems. It really <laughs> you know, would, I mean, man. You know, I mean, you, if people just stopped watching, right? Because you're, you know, it, it goes back as you mentioned for for generations. Where we're supposed to trust these people who come into our homes every day and deliver the news that is happening now, but when it's right. littered when it's littered with commentary. And personal insights, it just takes away from everything. Well, it takes away from the quality, from the content of the news. And who do you believe? And and that well, yeah, because that line becomes blurred. And and certainly, it's I don't know that it's so blurred at at Fox because you pretty much know if you're watching Hannity, if you're watching Laura Ingram, if you're watching Jesse Waters, like you know, you're getting pure commentary. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think the best for pure news that got. uh, uh, Shannon Bream, I think, is, does a great job on that station. Uh, Martha McCallum, uh, Brett Baer. Uh, you know, these are the people that I look for on Fox when I want to learn what the hell's going on in the world. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not, you know, even Gutfeld, I'm getting a little sick of him and the five and all that because that pure commentary, it's just people's opinions about what the hell's going on. And I don't, the only opinion I care about as far as what's going on is my own. <laughs> you know, and for me, to, I'm not being a narcissist. You know what? I, hey, you're not being narcissistic at all. What I just heard is probably the most honest thing I've heard in a long time. You well, know, it's true. A good for you for being that way, whether people it's agree true. or I, not. That's the most I, honest thing that you can say. Well, it is because my opinion is all that matters to me. And in order for me to form an opinion, I need news. I need information. I don't need to know what Gutfeld thinks. I don't need to know what Wolf Blitzer thinks. I don't need to know what anybody on MSNBC thinks. You know, the problem with with CNN and MSNBC and the networks is that they blur the line between journalism and commentary in that they have a lot of commentary-esque type stuff that they're parading around as news. And I will single Fox out. They don't do that. You know when you're watching a commentary show mm-hmm. and when you're watching more of a straight news show. John Scott on Fox is is great in, in, in just giving you the news. Right. Um, but yeah, when, you know, when you bring really in people blurred. who have, have a history of, of doing, you know, wonderful journalistic, it, 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 covering, covering things in a way that we expect them to early in their career. Wolf Blitzer is a prime example. Oh, you yeah. Know, there, there was a time he was the guy. You know, if what? we wanted to know what was going on, you know, we would turn turn into CNN and and hear what he had. Absolutely, to, you know, tell he would tell you how it is. But then it became this whole commentary on everything that was going on. Yeah. And at that point, and, I had I had tuned out. I, you know, I right. I don't I don't think that my opinion is the only one I care about. That's not true at all. But um, I certainly don't want to hear his. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not going to pay. You know. Spectrum, right. you know, however much a month, <laughs> so that I can Spectrum. get CNN on my TV at home and listen to that yahoo tell me what he thinks every day. I don't, well, it's I don't care. Yahoo. I love it. Right. Well, and when I say my opinion is the only one that I care about, in, in regards to what I do for a living, 
Okay, my show is my opinion. Mm-hmm. My show is what I think about stuff, you know, right. and uh, even in the writing, it's about what I think about stuff. And so the way I form an opinion about anything is i got to know what the basic facts are of any given story. i just got to know what happened. Right. You know, the classic journalistic setup, you know, who, what, when, mm-hmm. where, how. Yeah. You answer those five questions and... and, and Story's done. Formulate. Move on. <laughs> I could form an opinion. Right. Right. But what other people think is is really not – it doesn't help me in any way in my professional life to know what that blockhead Sean, uh, Sean Hannity thinks about anything. You know, uh, speaking of Brian Stelter, something I said about him on social media, it's the only time I've ever been flagged for anything controversial. Really? So, yeah. Well, somebody posted something about him, a friend of mine, and they asked me what I thought <laughs> – and I said, Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, for one thing, that's always the wrong question to ask me because yeah. you, most of the time you don't really want to know. Um, <laughs> and, and so I said that I thought he was a hack and that I right. wish somebody would punch him in his face. <laughs> <laughs> punch him out. And they flagged you. They flagged you. Well, you're inciting uh, violence, you insurrectionist. Yeah. See how you are? Right. But I'm thinking, hey, it'll Funny. stop the rest of them that want to do the same thing. Well, you know, here's a guy. I mean, we have found out over the last few months that several of the stories that they brought to the forefront on a daily basis and pounded down are totally wrong. It's Absolute been proven crap. beyond without, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt. And yeah. he goes out in Chicago yesterday and says, oh, no, no. no it, that's it, a, a right wing narrative. Yeah, that's a narrative. <laughs> he could have easily said, hey, you know what? Sometimes we get things wrong. But we try really hard to make things to make it right, and, right. and try really hard to get things right. But instead, he That's flat out he denied did. the whole thing. He denied it, and then he started talking about how we saved those people. We saved mm-hmm. that guy in, in right. Ukraine. It's like, oh, shut up, man! All right, guys, take a break. Two one zero. Just sit down and shut up and have a sandwich. Two one zero. Order another pizza. Right. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Ike. How are you? Uh, give us a ring, 210-599-5555. Uh, it's, it's a holiday here in San Antonio. It's Battle of, Battle of Flowers. Uh, the parade's going to be uh, kicking in here a little bit. Everybody's getting drunk and screwing off. So, you know, I... Uh, uh, just, uh, you know, look busy and act like you're working and, uh, uh, we'll just burn through the show and whatever you want to talk about, it's cool. Uh, anything you want to talk about, it's all right. Just give me a call, 210-599-5555. If you have a zit and you want to talk about your zit, call us up and tell us all about your zit. I don't care. It's open lines. Open lines. Whatever the hell you want to talk about, it's all good. Just don't get, just don't get me like kicked off the air or nothing like that. And I'll bring up uh, some newsy stuff here and there. I, I do got to say, uh, I did see a uh, an advertise. Actually, it was on Kimberly and Esteban. And uh, boy, they 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 are. They're just some beautiful people, aren't they? Didn't I, I? I watch their show every morning for about an hour, and I don't actually hear the volume because I'm doing the show. I'm doing my show, so I can't have the volume turned up. But I, I just like to look at them, Chris. I just I just like to look. At Kimberly and Esteban, they're such beautiful people. But I kind of pick up on what they're talking about, and uh, 
they just did a thing on the Nicolas Cage, or they're going to do a thing on the Nicolas Cage, the new Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out. And uh, I, I, I really, I don't know if you heard about this. You guys have heard about this. Uh, it's called the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage plays himself. He plays himself. And somehow he gets involved with a, uh, a a big drug a big drug dealer of some kind, and shenanigans ensue. But uh, I, I've already heard from uh, some. I have some sources in L.A. I got sources in L.A. and I've got some folks who have seen it uh, prior to its release, and they're like, it is one of the best things that Nicolas Cage has done in years, playing himself. They say it's fantastic. And and I certainly hope so, because I've been a Nicolas Cage fan for most of my life. You know, he's an Oscar winner, man. This guy, this dude won an Oscar for Leaving Las Vegas, which was a brilliant but heartbreaking movie. He's, he did so many good movies uh, until he went Ghost Rider. You know what I mean? And I don't know what the hell. I think he got married a few too many times. Chris, didn't you hear that he got, like, married? Didn't he get married a few too many times? And so he's playing, he's in L.A., so he's paying alimony up the, up the yin-yang there. So uh, the, the common thought is that Nicolas Cage has money problems, which is why he had to start doing pretty much any movie anybody handed him. Because up until maybe the mid-'90s, that guy was still doing artsy-fartsy movies. Uh, the first thing I ever saw him in was uh, Raising Arizona, and I just fell in love with it. This guy's brilliant. Uh, and he did a few other movies, uh, The God of War, which is a great flick, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, of course. My daughter and I just watched a movie uh, a couple of weeks ago that's really funny. It's a cult movie that nobody knows about. It's called Vampire's Kiss. It's one of the strangest Nicolas Cage movies ever, but it's hilarious. Oh, i got to take a break. Uh, and now he's doing, he's playing himself, and then he got into doing action flicks. Anyway, we'll talk some more. I got a, I got a break here. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back, Newstalk 550 KTSA, 941 on the Sean Show, and I'm Sean. How are you? Phone lines are open. Whatever's on your brain, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Boy, Obama has been really doing uh, uh, some engaging in some serious revisionist history when it comes to Russia and and his uh, chapter uh, in the our relationship with Russia. Man, that, that guy, he is so full of crap, so full of crap. I'm so glad this week is over. Maybe he'll go back to being you know behind the scenes there and. We don't have to see him or hear him as much on, on camera as we did this week. But, uh, you know, suddenly uh, uh, the Russian thing, it's not his fault. Uh, you know, five years ago, he said five years ago when he knew Vlad Putin, he knew he was ruthless, but he didn't know he'd bet the whole farm on rolling into Ukraine. That's an absolute freaking lie. Putin rolled into Crimea on Obama's watch. But see, Obama and his administration and his Secretary of State, Hillary Rod Serling Clinton, 
were kissing Russian ass during his time in office. If you remember correctly, over the Iran deal, they were kissing Russian ass. Remember the uh, when he went for that second term and he's debating with Mitt Romney, and Romney's talking about Russia. We got to watch Russia. There's there's nothing good going on there. And Obama's response was, what? Oh, hey, Mitt, the 80s called. They want their foreign policy back. Remember when Hillary Clinton got that stupid, that insipid little plastic red button? And she's there. She's Secretary of State. And she's there with, I guess, what, what would be the equivalent of the Secretary of State in Russia. And she's like, we're going to reset. This is a reset button so we can reset our relationship with Russia. That guy is so full of crap, man. Must not be a great legacy you're leaving behind there, Pard, if you got to re, you know, rewrite it every time you show up. They were kissing Russian ass during his time in office. And he can't shut up about, oh, I, I, I couldn't have foreseen this. I couldn't have foreseen that he would roll into Ukraine. Why, Barack? Why couldn't you have foreseen that? Oh, right, because then you'd be somewhat responsible for what's going on right now, yes? It's amazing. Hey, if, if you think that, um, you know, uh, Obama, you know, was, was a real tough guy, he's trying to present himself as being this tough guy when it came to Russia, but they, they were. They were kissing Russian ass. A- ask yourself this one question, okay? Let's just go with uh, what we know to be true now, that, uh, you know, this idea that the Russians were trying to get Donald Trump elected, and we now know that that was complete bullcrap. That did not happen. They they did, in a sense, try to assist Hillary Clinton in getting elected. Why is that? Why would they want Hillary Clinton to be elected at that time, in 2016? Well, because she'd been kissing his ass uh, for for a number of years. That's why. They certainly didn't want Trump in office. They certainly didn't want to collude with Trump to get him in office. He was their night. Trump was their worst nightmare, man. As as far as Vlad Putin and the government, uh, the corrupt government of Russia, if you can even call it a government. Uh, but suddenly, according to Barack Obama, uh, you know, no, we we uh, we. I knew he was ruthless, but I, you know, I couldn't, I could not in any way, shape, or form predict he was going to do this. It's because Barack Obama was then, and he is now, a liar. 210-599-5555, Also, I, God, I don't know if you saw this. This was kind of interesting. That, you know, I, I, I still, I haven't given up on Gutfeld totally. Gutfeld is starting to annoy me. I still think he's probably the smartest guy they have on Fox next to Brett Baer, but the hyperactivity thing and the hyperkinetic thing is just getting a little obnoxious to me. But I I did end up watching Gutfeld last night. I was going to watch the game, the Astros game, but it was delayed because of rain, and I couldn't stay up that damn late. Uh, So I ended up watching Gutfeld at 10. And he had, this was interesting, he had the former attorney general, Bill Barr uh, on the show last night. I thought that was that was interesting. Gutfeld was even asking him about, you know, just after he introduced him, you know, are you already regretting this choice? Are you already regretting coming on the show? But it was really cool, and he was very – he's got a new book out about being George W. Bush's 
attorney general and then being Donald Trump's uh, attorney general. And uh, it's it's really got a funny title. It's called One Damn Thing After Another. And uh, he was asked about uh, about Greg Abbott and this business of putting all these uh, illegals on buses and shipping them to D.C., which even Greg Abbott conceded he can't really do unless they agree to go because technically it's kidnapping, right? He can't force them on a bus and force them to go someplace. The Biden administration strongly encourages them to go certain places. Uh, but Bill Barr said, I don't think he can actually do it. I think the federal government will stop him somehow. But I think it's a great freaking idea. And you know why? Because it's a great freaking idea. Give those swamp critters a little taste of, uh, of what their policies uh, bring about on planet Earth. Uh, because once Title 42 goes away, man, that the border sitch is going to be a freaking nightmare. And you know what? It's already a freaking nightmare. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean Rima on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 1071. Whatever you want to do Friday, whatever you want to talk about, 210-599-5555. It's all good, man. Whatever's on your brain. I was going to watch the opening. Yesterday was opening day, man, for the baseball season. I love baseball. I'm not, well, I mean, I, I, I love baseball, but I'm not, I'm not like, like, I don't know stats. I don't, you know, I can't tell you a bunch of, like, you know, stats about who did what in 1979. You know, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not that kind of a spot of a baseball fan. I just purely enjoy watching baseball. They're not going to ask it. you to fill in down the hall anytime soon. They're not going to ask me to come down at ESPN and the sports star and start, you know, doing color commentary uh, on, on a freaking baseball game, okay? I'm not that kind of a baseball fan. I just like watching it, and I understand the game. Uh, I grew up watching it. You grew up watching the Baltimore Orioles. I saw him at Camden Yards a couple times, a few times when I was a kid. And I, and then I went to Colorado, and I followed the Rockies. And the Rockies gave me my favorite player of all time, which is Todd Helton. He was the first baseman. He's just a badass dude. Badass. I was calling you dude, Chris, not him a badass dude. I was like, he was a badass dude. See what I'm saying? There should have been a comma in there. And uh, and I love watching the Astros and the Texans or the uh, the Rangers. And uh, uh, last night was opening night and uh, opening day, and the Astros are. Sp- I've been watching. Sp- I li- this is how hard up for baseball I am. I've been watching spring training games, which are kind of usually in the afternoon, and it's like three people watching, you know. But I've watched, and I was going to watch uh, the Astros' first game of the season last night. It got delayed apparently in California by some rain. So it just got to be too damn late. I didn't watch it. And, uh, you know, I ended up watching some crap on the Hallmark Channel with my beloved wife. And I know, especially in Texas, that some people don't, there's always kind of a rift between people who are really, really into football and people who are really, really into baseball. And and I get it. It's, 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 it's a, baseball is more like a chess game. There's a lot of strategy. 
it's, it's a thinking man's game. It's elegant. It's also boring as hell on occasion. I, I fully admit that baseball on occasion can be boring. There are entire games where nothing really interesting happens at all. But what keeps you there is that at any moment something really, really, really interesting could happen. And that's the drama of baseball. And I enjoy it because it relaxes my mind. Because when I watch baseball, I, I just totally I just, I focus on the game and I, and I, I shove out all the thoughts in, in my noggin and I just relax, man. It's relaxing. And football for me, Chris and Don, I know you guys, are, Don Morgan especially likes football, but to me it's just a bunch of dudes slamming into each other. You know, just a bunch of dudes slamming into each other. And I know people always say that baseball is dull, but, man, in football, and I, Frank, I, you know, fully admit that I don't even understand the game fully. I don't know exactly what they're doing. But in football, a bunch of dudes slam into each other, and then nothing happens for five minutes. And then a bunch of dudes slam into each other again, and then nothing happens for another five minutes. I don't know how people could say baseball's boring. They're always playing. They're always doing something. It's just sometimes it's a little slow. Probably because it could go on forever. Yeah, that's Well, true. it could. It could. Baseball, some baseball. There's I've no time limit on a watch. baseball game. There is not, and there shouldn't be. Let that stuff continue for as long as it takes, man. But football, yeah, just dudes slamming into each other, grunting, scratching themselves. Now, I the only thing I don't like about baseball is this. I will admit I don't like the spitting. That's a little icky-wicky. Mm-hmm. But, uh you know, I was, I was sad and disappointed that I couldn't watch the game last night. But uh, all kind, uh, that's all the other thing about ba- all kind of baseball this weekend. I think the well, Yankees and see, Red Sox play this weekend. So, well, I only watch the the games that involve the teams that I'm rooting for. I don't watch non Astros or Rangers games. Um, but the, the other thing about baseball is that they play a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like football, isn't it like just one game a week? They play on Sundays, and that's it. Baseball, man, these dudes are playing all the time. And it's a long damn season, man. I'm just saying. But you also don't have a 300, you don't have a 350 pound dude trying to take your head off either. Well, that's true. (laughs) The injuries pile up pretty quick after a while. Look, football would be interesting to me, and I've said this for years. If they gave him short swords and just go go (laughs) full on with with the gladiator thing, be who you really want to be. Take each other out. All right, we'll be right back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. How many guys say that President Biden was not a close contact with Speaker <clears throat> Pelosi when there is video of the Speaker kissing him? Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, that was beautiful. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. That was uh, the Deuce, man. Steve, uh, uh, Peter Deucey. Peter Deucey. Peter Deucey. I get my Deuceys mixed up on occasion. Uh, asking Jen Psaki, because uh, we found out yesterday that Nancy Pelosi is COVID positive. And uh, uh, he was asking, well, how can you say that there's been no contact between her and the president when we have video of her kissing him? And Psaki's uh, full of crap answer was, uh, well, we... We, the CDC has certain standards, right? She's so freaking condescending. God, I can't stand her. Okay, Peter, well, the CDC has standards. 
uh, you must, she sh if she'd have been kissing him for 15 minutes. Okay, Peter, no tongues were involved. Okay, Peter. COVID lives on the tongue, and they didn't do any tongue kissing. Uh, but had they been tongue kissing for 15 minutes, okay, but that's not what happened. Whatever. Just take your ass over to MSNBC and get on with it, man. She is so freaking obnoxious. It is the Sean Show, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. We're kind of, do, kind of doing open lines since it's sort of a holiday here in San Antonio. So whatever's on your mind. I, I would like to ask this. Why? I'm sorry. I just entered puberty. My voice just cracked. Why? Are young people especially so afraid to hear opinions that are not their own? I, I One of the things that I'm embarrassed by is it, it, almost uh, from a, the standpoint of I'm embarrassed for my country is the level of anti-free speech that exists on our college campuses right now. In this country just a handful of decades ago, okay, the place you went for free speech, the place you went for diverse opinions and opinions and points of view from various uh, perspectives was the college campus. I mean, I went to a freaking community college for a few years. And we'd have political discussions and philosophical discussions. Uh, and you, you you would have, you know, all kinds of different opinions from folks who are either uh, from Maryland, where I went to school, or they're from other parts of the country, or they're from other countries. And and all opinions were welcome. We, we, we discussed each other's opinions. It was something we did. Uh, furthermore, you really don't know what you believe, or you really can't, how shall I put this? You, you really haven't spent enough time with your own opinions on something if your opinion cannot stand up to, in a sense, some level of debate or disagreement. And on the college campuses these days, they don't want to—they don't even want to accidentally hear anything that they disagree with. Uh, we have the famous case out in Yale uh, uh, a few weeks ago or a month ago, right? It was, this is in March, it was a free speech forum. And a bunch of Yale students uh, were shouting and threatening people. There was a conservative speaker there who was talking about the importance of free speech, and they shouted her down. It almost got violent. They had to call the cops. And now we have uh, Mike, a, a scheduled appearance by Mike Pence at the University of Virginia. Uh, and uh, the campus, they don't want him to speak either. Uh, the student newspaper is uh, encouraging or asking that campus leadership cancels the event because Pence pushes, quote, violent rhetoric. And so he shouldn't be allowed to speak. And I, I think one of the more depressing things about where we are as a country right now is this idea, now it's beyond the whole woke thing, but, but this idea that certain opinions shouldn't be heard. Uh, you shouldn't even have to accidentally hear certain opinions. 
And I, I have noticed this with a lot of the young college kids, just from reading stories about it, how they react almost with violence when they hear or, or when someone who does not agree with them is going to publicly speak. Well, it's like they're being assaulted or some something. I honestly believe, you know, it's because these kids, this generation was raised to believe that they are the center of the universe. Right. That nothing is better than them and that people who disagree with them are hateful of them. And they can only react with, you know, what they've been raised to uh, raised to have the, the reaction be. Right. And it's to throw a tantrum. You're right. With childish violence. They literally throw tantrums. You're right, and it is, to a certain extent, generational, because I've noticed it, in that they don't like being criticized, they don't like uh, any opinion uh, that goes against what they think, and when I was that, and if if I'm talking, we're talking like, like, let's say, late teens, early 20s, when I was that age, I loved debate, man, I loved it when people who disagreed with me would want to talk about it and stuff, and we'd go back and forth, and... I, I was a philosophy major, so I guess maybe that was a part of was a big part of being a philosophy major was debating stuff. And now, uh, yeah, if you're raised, you're and you're right. If you're raised as being the center of the freaking universe, uh, then you you in a sense interpret any form of criticism or any form of disagreement as well. You don't like me, or you hate me. Oh, you think I'm stupid. And I've just noticed they react in general very badly to people who disagree with them or are critical. And so we have at least one kid on this campus at the University of Virginia, Nick Cabrera, who is the chairman of, uh, of Young Americans for Freedom, uh, and he is encouraging the editorial board of this newspaper that, hey, why don't you go to the event? Why don't you actually hear what the man has to say? And then if you disagree and you think his rhetoric is violent, wow, this may sound strange for a campus newspaper, but write a story about it. Write some editorial pieces and express how outraged and disgusted you are by his rhetoric. But see, this this is kind of how you get to the point to where, you know, you, you have uh, this, this business in Florida, this law, which they've called the anti-gay law, and people say... Well, it, it bans people from saying the word gay, and it bans gay people, and, and which it doesn't do at all. This is how you get to the point where you can tell a fully grown adult what you you want them to think is in a certain piece of legislation, and they'll absolutely believe it without question, without reading the damn law. They have no idea. It begins... When they're young, and if you don't develop those critical thinking skills and that ability to discuss stuff and to sometimes hear opinions that are not your own and to, to be able to deal with folks who are going to criticize you for, for your opinions, well, eventually those people grow up and write. Yeah, they'll vote for uh, whom they're told to vote for. They'll believe whatever uh, the right sources tell them to believe. They'll have no intellectual curiosity. And... Uh, and, and lack the ability to basically find out crap on their own and figure stuff out on their own. Because if you're afraid, like let's use Mike Pence as an example, if you're afraid of Mike Pence's words actually hitting your ears, 
and hearing something that you would disagree with, it's because you have no idea what your own opinion really is. It's because you're terrified of having to defend your own opinion, and somewhere you must know that you can't. Uh, you know, my daughter's in her uh, third year of college. She's going to be graduating. She's got one more year. And I know that we don't share a lot of political opinions, <laughs> to say the least. Chris, my daughter's a hippie. She's she's a hippie. My kid's a hippie. Tom Morgan, she goes up. She goes to school up there in Colorado. They turned her into a hippie. They've groomed her into a hippie. And so we just uh, avoid political discussions altogether, which is fine with me. I never had a. Uh, I, didn't, I never knew until the day he died that my, or the day after he died, that my father was a lifelong Democrat. My father and I never had a political political discussion. So I, we just never did. You know, I, he never brought, he su- supported my radio career. I never knew the guy was a Democrat until after he died. So my daughter and I, we just don't have political discussions because we know we disagree. Right. But I tell her, I say, you know what? I don't. I tell all my kids the same thing. I don't care what you believe. All that I care is that you understand why you believe what you believe, that you have reasons why you believe what you believe, and that you could tell somebody what those reasons are, that you believe something. In other words, don't just let somebody hand you your freaking opinions, like a lot of uh, people in their 30s and 40s and 50s are doing right now. Well, you're right. You know, my, I don't remember ever having a discussion on politics with my father either. Really? Well, you know, I always assumed he was a Democrat, both my parents, because we had, we had two pictures, of, you know, we had family photos, of course, hanging up in the what? living room. Oh, oh. But, of course, on the wall, of course, you know, growing up in New England and being Catholic, you had, you had Jesus and JFK on the wall, so I just assumed <laughs> they were Democrats. And then it wasn't until later in life that I found, okay, they're not. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> it was right, news uh, to me. Well, yeah, like I said, with, uh, with uh, yeah, right. oh, we, we've got a, a, a space vehicle about to take off, Axiom 1, mm-hmm. at Kennedy Space Air. Let, let, let's go ahead and take a listen to that. I'm sorry, Chris, I didn't realize what you were telling me. Uh, this is uh, going to take off from Kennedy Space Center. It's an all-civilian space crew heading towards the International T-minus Space T-minus 15 Station. seconds. It's always exciting when these things go up. 10, 9, 8, 7, There it goes. Well, it, it actually the TV feed is a little delayed, so I'm just watching it take off now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I look all with all civilian uh, uh, crew on this thing. Uh, every time we shoot something up, I I, I I feel good about the future of the human race. <laughs> Keep doing it, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. You know, because there was a time there after the Challenger, especially when people just kind of lost interest in space travel, uh, and he just didn't talk about it. And now we have this new resurgence of private companies doing this stuff, and I think it's great. Uh, we got to take a break. 210. Richard, hang on. I'll go to you next. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. 
Talk Live, 50 KTSA, FM 107.1. You know, it, just in the span of a few minutes, we went from the best of human endeavors, which is sending another rocket up into space, to the lowest of human endeavors. I'm watching some of the video on this uh, this, this train station that was attacked uh, by Russia in Ukraine. And, uh, uh, you know, Fox is calling uh, the Kramatorsk train station. And they're showing, you know, they've got the, the casualties, the bodies blurred out, you know, but uh, these bodies of adults and children everywhere, about 50 people killed, around 100 injured. They just lobbed a bunch of rockets into the at this train station and... One of the rockets they have there lying on the ground uh, has on the side of it written in Russian, for children. For children. Because certainly they knew when they lobbed these these rockets at this train station that children were going to die. I, I don't... A lot of people are uncomfortable with the word evil these days. I don't know why. It's a very appropriate word, and I think it's an appropriate word for what we're witnessing taking place in Ukraine right now. Uh, You compare uh, what's now taking place at this train station, what happened in the the town of Bucha when the Russians uh, pulled out, and uh, they were just assassinating people, torturing people, and then shooting them execution-style running them over with their tanks. There were several people who were just crushed. A tank or an armored vehicle would just run them over. You have that uh, attack on that theater uh, a few weeks ago where a whole bunch of people were hiding uh, uh, and uh, had actually written on the lawn, remember, outside of this theater, children, meaning there are children inside and they attacked it anyway. You know, these are not the actions of people who are still human beings. These are not the, let me say that again, these are not the actions of people who are still human beings. Because a human being can't do that to another human being, uh, specifically children. The fact that somebody thought it was cool or funny or, wow, this will scare the crap out of them or whatever, to write the word for write the words for children on a missile that you're going to shoot at a train station where you know there are going to be children. That's evil, with a capital freaking E. Here's Richard on line one. Richard, how you doing? Uh, yeah, uh, Sean, I, uh, I I would like to talk about something different, but uh, the the Russians in Ukraine. I went ballistic on Trey's show the other day, and I don't like doing that on the radio but anyway uh, i'm for giving them every weapon that we have and let them kill every russian invader they can find well that's the one thing uh, we're not doing unfortunately <laughs> i i agree and that it's wrong we should be giving them yeah. everything jet whatever they want but anyway I I, what i call him that I, and it's not an argument with you it's a difference of opinion i listen to trey i listen to you i listen to sean in the afternoon i used to listen jack to in the afternoon right and uh uh, the uh, the two guys that took his place, the two of them don't add up to one rush. I'm just put it like that. Anyway, moving oh, okay. on. 
What uh, do you want to talk about, Richard? Because I'm, I'm getting low on time here. What is it? What's, what's the? What do you actually uh, want? To, what do you want to talk about? Uh, dude, I, I do listen to all these different people because I want to hear their opinion, just sure. like I want to hear your opinion. You know, right. that's and I I uh, I don't know. I'm old. I'm out here in the country by myself, and I got a boombox against the window so I can hear it down in the barn area. <laughs> <laughs> But so what, hey, my neighbor's a long way off, so I don't bother. But what, what is your point yeah, that like you you your point is that you listen to you want to hear different because we were talking about the University of uh, Virginia, where they're trying to cancel Mike Pence from showing up. So you want to hear different opinions? Yes, and I even listen to my brother who's a Democrat. <laughs> oh my God! Right? No, that that's yeah. You know, I appreciate the call, Richard. That's what we. All oh, right, Chris. I think he meant Sean Hannity in the afternoons, right? Because I was I was saying no, that's Jack. You listen to Hannity for listen to Jack. Jack show will make you happier. Uh, and we're talking about free speech and why a lot of people these days don't want to hear differing opinions. Let's go to Jay on line two. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. I'm glad to hear you back on the air, feeling good again, uh, man. Thank you, man. I'm feeling really good, feeling good, man. Well, yeah, I've been exper- experiencing some similar stuff like you, man. And I tell uh, you, it's hard. I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Listen, I'm not pro Russian at all. I'm not pro-Russian at all. I think that what they're doing is, in fact, evil. However, I'm also aware of propaganda and misinformation creation by different parties who have different agendas. And that missile may never have been painted for children from the launch site. It may have been painted after it was found defunct on the ground. So, well, that's and, true. Know, I can't argue with that. I mean, that is possible. Certainly you know, it is. And listen, in the, in, the, in the era of of deep fakes and in the era of, you know, absolute uh, fabrication by by media moguls, um, we need to give a benefit of the doubt to that particular aspect of the story. Yes or no? Um, I would, other than they've already got a track record, in a sense, of attacking oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, civilians sure. and children, especially, like I said, I brought up the theater, uh, where the, the, you know, this was not in dispute, uh, where they had, uh, uh, painted on the lawn, children, in other words, children are here, and they bombed it anyway. So know, that's I and I got to go. I'm out of time, but that that's the that's the right, only John, reason why. Back. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend. That's the only reason why I might say. Well, it's a little in line with what they're doing and what they've done in the past. In other words, it, painting four children on the side of that rocket doesn't uh, isn't out of character for the Russians. The only issue, I guess, I would say about that, and now just because now I'm thinking about it. And then I got to talk about something else here in a second. Is that why paint four children on the outside of a rocket that's going to explode and no one on the ground is going to see? So you, maybe you have an argument for that being put on there afterwards. I, I don't know. Or maybe they just lobbed one over that wasn't meant to go off so that message would be seen. I, it's, 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 in any event, it's, it's bad stuff. And we're back. It's on my 50 KTSA FM 107.1. It's Friday, man. Yes, it's Battle of Flowers Day. Parade is underway. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. So it's going to be a beautiful day, too. It's going to be like 80, 81 degrees, uh, I think, through most of the weekend. Just a great way to kind of kick off uh, the spring here. 
Easter's coming up, what, next weekend, I believe? Uh, and Easter's one of my favorite times of the year as well as a Jesus freak. It's, a, it's the big one. <laughs> it's kind of the biggie, you know, it's the big one. Uh, so I, but I, I, we don't really go to the parade. I, I, I told this story earlier on where in Rima and I, I know I'm not telling tales out of church because my wife tells anybody, you know, people know about this, but we don't really do parades because my wife is, is still freaked out by parades. She was actually there with my brother-in-law, uh, and my mother-in-law and their aunt in 1979 when that guy was shooting at people from that, uh, from that, that camper. Uh, in fact, my brother-in-law uh, had, had actually been, I believed, he got, somebody's blood was on him. He had, they had to go into somebody's house, uh, a stranger's house to get cleaned up and, and to, to hide. So she she can't do parades, man. To this day, parades freak her out because uh, she's younger than me. So she was just a little kid uh, in 1979. Both of them were. Uh, but if you're going, I hope you're having a great time. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up something dark. But uh, uh, so I'm not really going anywhere today. I'm going to be pretty much staying here in the living room. Well, that sounds exciting as hell, doesn't it? I live a really exciting life, don't I? Did I just go on the radio, Chris, and say, well, I'm just going to spend the day in the living room here? That's some thrilling crap right there, isn't it? You know what excites me today? You know why I love Fridays, apart from the fact that tomorrow I can sleep my lazy ass in past uh, 6 in the morning? Today on the Food Network, it's Diners, Dives, and Drive-Ins Day. That's how that's how tame my life. Now, I'm not complaining. Don't get me wrong. After my experiences over the past few months, I'm fine with boring days. In fact, I pray for boring days. I love boring-ass days where I just sit in a recliner and watch TV and read books and hang out with the family unit. But if you're a Food Network weirdo uh, like me, uh, every day they binge a different show. Like uh, yesterday was uh, Beat Bobby Flay. They just run episode after episode, and it goes all the way into the night. Uh, be- the day before that it was chopped. Fridays are great days on the Food Network because it's my favorite show, Diners, Dives, and Drive-Ins, with Mr. Guy Fieri. Fat-ass Guy Fieri just shoving great diner food into his mouth all day long, man. All day, no competition. No one's trying to be, is trying to win the championship. No one's trying to avoid getting chopped. No one's trying to beat Bobby Flay. He just go and he's done a few of these in uh, San Antonio. He just goes to these weird little joints across the country that serve really, really, really good food. And it's just Guy, man, shoving that food into his mouth, man. Sometimes I think that guy's like a freaking anaconda where he could just unhinge his jaw. You ever see that dude take down, like, a triple patty hamburger? You know what I mean? It's like he unhinges his freaking jaw to get that thing in there. So that's my uh, exciting plan for uh, the Battle of Flowers Day here is I'm going to wrap up Fiesta by watching Guy Fieri uh, all damn day on uh, in my recliner. Uh, and Chris is, uh, Chris, do you want to talk about what you're doing next week or do do you want to keep that secret? (laughs) I mean, I'll have much more than just flying to DC tomorrow. You're going to DC. You're going to, it's spring. It's the cherry blossoms. I I do. I'm, I'm flying to DC tomorrow for a baseball game.
You're flying tomorrow to DC. You're flying to DC tomorrow for a baseball game. So far, yeah, because that's the first thing I have to do is a, a baseball oh, game. Okay. My, my nephew's playing. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, so you're going to see. You're going to DC. This is actually a great time to be in DC. Just don't yeah, get well, any of the politics well, on it. That's the the. I don't want to say the main reason for my trip, but um, my niece and nephews have their spring break next week. Right. And it also coincides with the um, cherry blossom festival and that's great so i kind of figured i'd go out and see all that stuff so you can hang out with the niece and nephew and also see the cherry blossoms which is the most beautiful time of the year in dc yeah niece and nephews niece oh niece and nephews and uh i, I told you i have admonished him i think that's the right word boy you got to get some blue crabs in you this trip yeah. last time you went you didn't eat no crabs couldn't get around to, i not that i didn't want to but yeah i, I know couldn't get around to it but yeah it's, it's on the itinerary at some point on the itinerary eat some blue crabs and that yellow slime in there, that's okay to eat. You can eat the yellow slime. That's called mustard. It's all right. All right, the mustard. It won't kill you. The, the mustard is good. The little dangly things that look like intestines, bad. Because you know what? They are intestines. And I know what intestines look like. So mustard, get yourself some blue. Good. What's dang, that? Mustard, good, dangly, bad. Dangly, anything dangly coming, coming out of a crab you don't want to eat. Dangly danger. Dangly danger. Uh, mustard good. Okay. God, I haven't had blue crabs in a long time. Uh, I need to get, I was going to get me some crawdads, uh, this weekend. I think what I'm going to do this weekend, just since I'm boring the crap out of the audience by talking about my ex- exciting weekend plans, uh, because tomorrow, get this, man, this is how we wrap up Fiesta in my household. There's a Hallmark mystery movie marathon on TV, uh, tomorrow. My wife is actually off tomorrow. And so I promised her that we would sit and watch the Hallmark Mystery Movie Marathon, all day long. We're just we're, That's the plan. That's the only plan for tomorrow is to watch Hallmark movies all damn day because love is sacrifice. The single white guy did it. No. That's what the gay best friend says. There's always a gay best friend. And uh, I, so I thought I'd make something funky to eat. So I might, I was, I've been wanting to make seafood mac and cheese. So I think I might try to make my seafood mac and cheese tomorrow and and hopefully not uh, kill everybody or give everybody that, that food poisoning, you know, that salmonio stuff. So I think I might make the seafood mac and cheese tomorrow just for something to do since you we're can call hanging it out the house. Sack and cheese. S- what? Sack and cheese? Sack and cheese. Instead of mac and cheese, it's seafood mac and cheese. Sack oh, and cheese. Oh, so I get But it, that, that sounds more like we're putting it in a bag. And I, I, I don't know. I, Dangly danger. I want to get some... I want to get some shrimp. I want to get some scallops. I want to get some lobster tail and make macaroni and cheese with it. So maybe that's what I'll do tomorrow. This is some thrilling radio, isn't it, what Chris and I are doing on our weekends? Sounds delicious. Sounds great. I hope Don Morgan's at least like going to go bullfighting or something or, you know, he's going to jump out of an airplane or do something spectacular. Well, he's, I think he's going to combine the two. He's going to skydive into the stadium as the matador. <laughs> There you go. Let's take a little breaky, wakey, wakey, and then let's wrap this puppy. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA. <laughs> Chris and I were just talking about how. Jen Sackey's getting ready to take off, you know, and go to MSNBC and 
we were just talking about how, you know, like the president, when, it, it, the job ages the dude, right? You know, like Obama got gray hair. George Walker Bush, man, it's it really, I mean, he was a young-looking dude when he first got into that gig. By the end of the eight years, he was an old guy, man. It does it. And we were talking about how it's aged Jen Psaki, like, like especially, and I'm not, I'm not cracking on gingers. I'm just saying that when a ginger gets, you know, eight, when they get start to decline physically, right, Chris, you can see every wrinkle in their head, you know, every wrinkle on their face. They dry out a little faster. They dry out a little faster than non-gingers. And Jen Psaki has those sunken, reddish, dark circles under her eyes that tells me that she, you know, she's been aged by the gig, and predominantly because of Peter Ducey and having to run around constantly and clean up the messes that Joe Biden makes. Well, there's a lot of exercise going on, walking back and circling back. And- it's circling back and circling back and circling back, and she's, she has, man. And, uh, but, you know, and so she's taken off. And then, I, I, you know, half of, uh, I think a lot of uh, uh, Kamala's staff has taken off again. She's lost some more staff just in the past week or so. That's another sign that things are pretty freaking pathetic, for, not only for the administration, but for Democrats. They start jumping ship before the midterms. I wonder how many more are going are to take off. Not that the president has to worry about the midterms, but he... It's a sign, you know what I mean? It's 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 a sign. It's a level. If the if the midterms really, really go south against the Democrats, which most people are predicting, because this administration sucks, his approval numbers are not just in the toilet, but they're bouncing off the bottom of the bowl. You know what I mean? People are not happy. Well, and you know, leading up the whole way, you'll have the media playing the role of the brave band, you know, playing their songs to the very end. Look, on the Titanic. <laughs> right. No one's listening, but they're going to keep you know, telling their story. But, but I'm saying there's going to be a lot of people that just don't want to be a part of this chapter in history. You know what I mean? Like, they just don't, they don't want to be the press secretary when Joe Biden gave away the Democratic Party in the midterms, uh, in the first year of his administration, and a lot of seats were lost, and Democrats lost power. You know, nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to have their political legacy tied to that. Well, they slot. don't. They don't want to be behind the podium during that post-crisis no. press conference. No, especially her because she's got a yeah. So why did you guys lose so badly? You know what I mean? We shall see, man. We shall see. But uh, you know, I, I I compare and contrast her a lot. With uh, with uh, Kaylee McKennedy, who I think is amazing, and Dana Perino, of course, both on Fox now. And that's another thing Chris and I were kind of joking about. Like, you just know when Saki gets on MSNBC, the first thing out of her mouth, no matter what they're talking about, is going to be, when I was press secretary for the president, when I was press secretary for the president, uh, you know, uh, you you never hear Dana Perino bring that up unless it's relevant to what she's talking about which is she really mentions it very rarely and mckennedy's kind of the same way and that she only mentions it when it's relevant to well why would i think this well because i was there as press secretary at that time and blah 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 you know what i mean but you know saki because she's such an insecure weirdo she's not she's never going to shut up about it man 
like you could imagine being at home, being at home, you know, maybe it's a uh, hubby's night to make dinner and he's serving it up. And he's like, he's like, do you like it, baby? Well, you know, when I was press secretary for the United States, for, for the president, when I was press secretary, like she probably lays that trip on her husband, on everybody else in her world. When I was press secretary. I'll ask her anything. She'll say, well, I got easier questions when I was press secretary. <laughs> what do you want for dinner tonight? Well, I got easier questions when I was press secretary for the president. Yeesh. But, yeah, she's uh, she's looking a little worn there, man. She's And it's all Ducey. And you can still see the look of hatred in her eyes when she is talking to Ducey. She just looks like she wants to shove a knife in his head, man. Right in the forehead. You know what I mean? You know how Ducey's got that long forehead and he's all blonde and stuff, so, like, the blood would really contrast. The red of the blood would really just contrast against his pale blonde skin. You can just see her figure, just, can I reach him from here? She just wants to shove a knife in his head, man. She's going to MSNBC because of Peter Doocy. God bless Peter Doocy. He's a badass. Okay. Uh, We're going to get out of here now, and uh, I'm going to start watching some Guy Fieri. You're going to go about your business and enjoy your Battle of Flowers uh, Fiesta weekend. And uh, we'll do it all again on Monday. Uh, I get on the air at 7 a.m. with Ware and Rima. I do my own weirdness uh, from 9 to 11. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins up next. Thank you, Chris. Have a great trip, brother. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you, to, uh, see you on Monday. Bye. <laughs>